in order to have the relationship that we as women desire and deserve, the man needs to be married. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Welcome today. I'm excited to talk about marriage and the why of marriage. A little bit of the how, but the why. Because it's come to my attention, certainly on and off through the years, and in my coaching for sure, that many women don't really want to marry. And ladies, I get it. That's right, so many women don't feel the need to get married, don't want to get married, and that is very understandable. As I always say, women don't need to be married, but unfortunately, if we want fully committed, bonded men, we need to be. Women don't need to be married, but men do. And this just goes to the difference between men and women. And what happens is we as women many times say, well, I don't want to be married or need to be married. I just want to be in a fully committed relationship. Well, the problem is that most guys, it's not that for them. They need marriage on a number of levels. They need to feel that they have a woman totally and completely, her love, trust, bonding, etc. And because they only bond in one way, which is making a formal decision to commit and making that formal commitment, that's the only way they bond. So they really don't understand the bonding of a woman not being married. And if you don't know about that, go to my puppy principle in my book. It explains in a way that we can understand the difference between being bonded through making a decision and formal commitment versus just loving. Because we can love all puppies, but we have to be in a state of being a buyer or adopter for a puppy. We have to be in a state of being capable of being responsible to and for that little being. And then we bond to it in a way that we're not bonded to all the other puppies we love. That's a man. That means that for him, it is a formal commitment vis-a-vis -vis marriage that is different than his other 
relationships with women. So I came across this article, and the article is actually How to Stay Married by Belinda Luscombe. Maybe it's Luscombe. Luscombe? I don't know. But Belinda, I like your article. But I wanted to speak about it vis-a-vis why marriage. Because when we're not going to have children, it is sometimes very hard for us if we're in a work situation where life is going really, really well. We, again, don't need necessarily to be married, but we want a fully committed and bonded relationship. Well, it doesn't work the same way for men, so we have to understand why that is, and we have to understand why we need to perhaps make a different choice, or at least be completely aware of what it is for the man if we continue to make the choice of not moving towards marriage, which is fine. It's wonderful that we have that in our society now. So I just wanted to talk about the really great things I saw in this article because I think it it helps us in this conversation. She starts out with this great sentence to start the article. There's a reason fairy tales always end in marriage. It's because nobody wants to see what comes after. (laughs) Pretty funny, right? It's because that is the the interesting part of a, a person's story, right? is the getting to the I do. And then marriage is what everyone says, you know, work. But, you know, we talk about that all the time, and my personal work with women in coaching is to make it not so much work and easy. And that can happen. You know, there's been so much about divorce rates and people think, why get married? Because the divorce rate is what it is and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's just an excuse. I mean, come on. Well, you think about it. Hey, if you want your marriage to work and go the distance, you will work on it until, correct? And it's a lot about the choice and who you choose to marry. But like anything else, A lot of people get fired from their jobs or laid off, right? We don't just say, well, everybody's getting laid off, so I won't try to get a job. So at the same time, we're talking about, and she talks about in this article, divorce. She says, new evidence keeps piling up that few things are as good for life, limb, and liquidity as staying married. Couples who have made it all the way later into life have found it to be a peak experience, a sublime experience to be together, says Carl Filmer, a Cornell University gerontologist who did an intensive survey of 700 elderly people for his book, 30 Lessons for Loving. Everybody, 100%, said at one point that the long marriage was the best thing in their lives. But all of them also either said that marriage is hard, he adds, or that it's really, really hard. Yeah, I think anything worthwhile and seriously fulfilling is very, very hard. But that's a 
also a, like a salient point here that evidence keeps piling up that few things are as good for life, limb, and liquidity as staying married. But again, the whole point that I make is that in order to have the relationship that we as women desire and deserve, the man needs to be married, not us. And I do have a lot of women coming to me after they've been divorced or later in life and they've never been married and they're not going to have children or more children and they they don't see the need to be married and I totally get it totally get it however they're coming to me because they are struggling in a relationship to have the man commit and this is the thing that for the male mind linear black and white, on or off, stop or go, male or female brain that they have. They need marriage because they need to make a decision to be totally committed. And if not, we pay the price. So I wanna, I'm looking at this article now. I want to go on about it because it's so great. What's interesting, because I'm talking about some older women here, that since the 1980s, divorce rates have been dropping among all age groups except older people. And I think that is a sign of our times. Because I think as recently as 50 years ago, people married, maybe they married out of, women married more out of a necessity, or people married earlier in life and they weren't as secure in those marriages or they did it simply for child bearing and rearing and what have you and then 50 years hence it's a new society with online dating and all kinds of possibilities of of getting a new mate and so people opt out in a way that Previously, they had not. Well, we have to be careful about that, I believe, because this article goes on to say about lifetime monogamy, which is a hard one to think of, but if you're at an older age, maybe it's not as difficult as when you're in your 20s. Lifetime monogamy, as many have pointed out, is not a natural state. Very few animals mate for life, and most of those that do are either birds, <laughs> or this one says, or really ugly. Uh, Malagasy giant rat, anyone? I mean, she's funny. I like her sense of humor. One theory as to why humans took to monogamy is that it strengthens societies by reducing competition among males. Boy, is that true. But natural and worthwhile, she goes on to say, are not the same things. Reading isn't a natural thing to do. Neither is painting, snowboarding, or coding. But nobody suggests we abandon those pursuits. Monogamy also has a certain energy-saving appeal. It saves humans from wasting time and effort on constantly hunting for new mates or recovering from betrayals by current ones. 
boy, I believe for women, that is huge. Huge. For those who stay the course, indicators that a long marriage is worth the slog continue to mount. Studies suggest that married people have better health, wealth, and even better sex lives than their single counterparts and probably will die happier. Here is a lot of research suggesting that marriage is really good for women on the financial end of things as well. But again, I'm not talking in this context about those gains. They're in addition to what I believe is the foundational principle that we as women must deal with even if we don't like it so much that we don't need to be married, men do. We're totally in. When we're in love with someone, we're totally committed, bonded, all of it. We don't need to walk down the aisle to feel that and to do it and exercise it every day. However, we're not men. And men do need that in order to bond. I get this from Bob Grant, licensed counselor. When I read his stuff about male bonding, it was like, yes, finally the answer as to what it is. And then I developed my puppy principle from that so that women can understand exactly what it feels like and what state a man has to be in to, to pick one woman and decide to commit to her over all the other pretty puppies running around that he can love because he loves all puppies, meaning all women, like we love all puppies. So if you haven't read that, I think it can be really eye-opening for women in terms of men and their committing, bonding, making a decision. So the article goes on about marriage being great for us. And I thought, well, let's talk about that a little bit because it's good to know the, uh, the benefits, right? Even so, she says, married women's finances are generally more robust than divorced women's. Historically, divorced women have had the highest poverty rates among all aged women in the United States, says Barbara Butrika, a labor economist at the Urban Institute. Then there's sex. A 2011 Kinsey Institute study of sexual satisfaction in the U.S., Germany, Spain, Brazil, and Japan found that women in committed relationships were feeling more sexually satisfied after 15 years together than they were in the first decade and a half of their relationships. Wow. John Gottman, one of the nation's leading marriage researchers and educators, reports that older married couples tend to behave like younger married couples outside the bedroom too. The surprising thing is that the longer people are together, the more the sense of kindness returns. 
Our research is starting to reveal that in later life, your relationship becomes very much like it was during courtship. I love that. That's really sweet. But again, you see, the man needs to be fully committed and bonded for that to occur. And that requires that we step outside and question ourselves about marriage. And if we say we just don't want to get married again, or even for the first time, ladies, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But in order to have the relationship you desire and deserve from a man, you really would do yourself a great favor to understand the male mind in that way and why he must have it to be equally committed in a relationship. We are the ones that do the heavy lifting in a relationship. That's a given. And many times women say, well, that's why I don't want to do it because I'll be doing all the work in it. No, because when you do it, a la Sexy Mother, which, yes, I'm working on the book. It's coming out, hopefully in 2020. It'll be out there. But if you do want to work with me on that to keep your relationship easy and the best it can be, connect with me for sure. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One is available at all major book retailers. Or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. Okay, so we're talking about the heavy lifting that women do. But when done, a la Sexy Mother, it can create a much easier certainly less fractious relationship and it is absolutely possible to have a really good long-term relationship and the research is showing that in marriage things get better it's it's kind of like a um, you know a, a, a graph or a roller coaster where it goes up and up and up and up and up and then it goes down for a while and then it evens out again and this is what the research is showing so they did some research here, and this is an interesting concept associated with what we are talking about. One of the more controversial ideas therapists are now suggesting is that men need to do more of the quote-unquote emotional labor in a relationship, the work that goes into sustaining love, which usually falls to women. Wow. It's out there in print. How wonderful. It says, what men do in a relationship is, by a large margin, the crucial factor that separates a great relationship from a failed one, writes Gottman in his book, The Man's Guide to Women. This doesn't mean that a woman doesn't need to do her part, but the data proves that a man's actions are the key variable that determine whether a relationship succeeds or fails. Well, I would add to that. His actions 
are only going to be in reaction to you doing sexy mother. That's it. Men are not the mechanics of a relationship. Meaning, they know real cars. And they're going to fix a real car. They know it. They understand it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to be interested in fixing it. In terms of the relationship, that falls on you. You're the mechanic of the relationship. You have to keep it oiled and running smoothly so that it goes the distance. And that means that you are just a little bit more invested in the work of it. But when you do it a la sexy mother, which is my technique that allows you to feel free and easy and at your best, and then allows him to do and have his actions concurrent with you, it's, it's, I can't wait for the book to come out so that you can read it. But if you are at a place where you are needing to work on your relationship and get it back on track, connect with me on the coaching of that because it, it's a game changer. And it's, it's easy and it can be fun. And that's what I like about it too. It's just tweaking you, again, all of this, you know, even this podcast, it's all about you, us as women, making these things work, making a relationship work. That's what we want. We desire and deserve it. We understand them. We want to talk about them. You wouldn't be listening to car talk right now, I dare say. You do not have on your subscription list a podcast about cars, car talk. Uh, you probably don't have on your Instagram all manner of different car stuff. Uh, my fiancé, it's all cars, watches. <laughs> I mean, he can be, you know, for a couple of hours looking at, Cars, YouTube about cars, all kinds of, it's just fascinating, right? Difference in the male and female brain. If you are thinking about a particular man in your life and whether or not marriage is for you, you would benefit yourself to reconsider what it will mean. Many times it is us wanting our cake and eating it too because you will have to give up certain things to marry, but then you will get those certain things. And if you think about it long-term, like we just talked about, and the satisfaction that older people have in marriage, it's a factor to consider if you have a man in your life that you really love and want to go the distance with. So I hope this was helpful today about marriage and why marriage. And as always, we'll be talking more about this. And if you are at a place where you know you want marriage from this man, but it's not happening, he's not coming forward, we can make that happen. And we know that it's the best thing for men he is going to be on the fence. His natural state as a man 
is to be worried about the commitment. That's absolutely normative. And a good man does because a good man lives by his decisions and his word. So when he takes a wife, he expects it to be for life and he wants to prove to the world that he lives up to his decisions. If you haven't read the last part of my book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One, please do. All of it from the puppy principle, consumer versus buyer, and sports supposition. It explains men in a way that when you get it, you realize, well, yes, now I do. And now I know that I need to not only be adoptable, I also need to adopt and make that decision. So connect with me and certainly subscribe and share this podcast so that other women can connect to what really works in relationships. And also, if you want to be talking to me on this podcast, you can go to realcoachingconversations.com and fill out a brief questionnaire and we could be talking. We can be maybe saying hello on Instagram at Coach Paula Grooms. So also please connect with me there. And if you haven't already, also check out tazthetaylor.com. You know, I'm all about this good man's work with employing refugee women from Bangladesh and helping them and using 100% recycled fabric in his sustainable bow ties that are totally unique, one of a kind, handmade in my sister borough, Brooklyn, by Taz the Tailor. Check out his wedding packages, the forever tie. And listeners of Make Him Wonder receive 10% off their total purchase by using code FOREVER10. Please check him out and support the work of a good man who's helping women. In the meantime, if you have a man in your life, make sure that you are making him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you. Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from Season 1 of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in Season 2. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of Season 2 the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse.